Hello, I'm Harry. Hello, I'm Rory, and you're listening to Games on Film. Welcome to Games on the Film, the podcast that celebrates video game movies. And after two years of pandemic, we're out the other side of the one thing everyone was waiting for. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And joining me, as always, is my lovely bro, Rory. Hello. Hello. I'm the Tails to your Sonic, am I? <laughs> you, well, I don't know. Yes, let's say yes, which would make our guest star today... Knuckles, I don't know how she'd feel about that actually, <laughs> but it's Suze Kempner. Hello, hi, that means I'm the buff one. You are the buff one. I think you could take <laughs> us in a fight. I honestly think so. We're I quite... think, yeah, I think I could give it a good go. I'd certainly, um, I'd certainly give it 110%, which Knuckles did at all times in this film. And um, <laughs> you, you joined us for our last Sonic episode. That's, um, I think we're talking just before recording. That was a lot of people's last film before everything changed yeah i I, it, I saw that i saw the first film in brighton i was down there for a, a radio thing and then i went well i'm down here i can go and see the sonic movie now i went to see it on my own in a cinema full of kids which i know is <laughs> <laughs> i know it's probably true of all of us but you do feel like a bit <laughs> of an offender um and uh, those kids they went mad for it i think the best way to see it was in a cinema full of kids because uh, they they went crazy for that movie, but everything felt very normal back then. Well, so do you think people are so? Just this film has already made a heap of change at the box office. It's actually yeah. been the I think we commented with Sonic One to our surprise, it had done really well by the time we recorded. Yeah, this one's done even better. And I wonder if this film was either perceived as a, a return to normality or. A, a, a pre a harbinger of the next you know tragedy coming up um <laughs> fingers crossed it's the former <laughs> but i think yeah just because it did really well but it i think it was just will a sequel do any better in the sense that it had the fact that no other films basically got released in the entirety of 2020 which is why it was kind of like perceived perhaps as like maybe just sort of a box office anomaly but you know it's it's raking in the big bucks at the moment number yes, one movie worldwide really well, etc wasn't, yeah. wasn't there like a serious consideration that sonic the hedgehog might be in the best picture category for the oscars yeah it was a, there was a long-running uh gag wasn't there because it came out it came out just after the oscars and then um no the films the, came out yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, literally, we all got locked down. So it's like, haha, I could look forward to Sonic the Hedgehog winning Best Actor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the first film was um, a pleasant surprise. It's well trodden turf, isn't it? People going, oh, yeah, the Sonic movie wasn't even that bad. What a shocker. Uh, but it was all right. <laughs> I, th- I don't see that many kids' films. I don't have any kids. I don't have little, uh, you know, I don't have little cousins or anything like that. So, the only kids films I see are 
the really good ones like Pixar and Disney. Um, Have you so, seen uh, Turning Red yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, no, man. you got in for a treat. I'm, I'm looking forward. To it. Maybe I'll watch that this afternoon. Bank holiday fun. But the, <laughs> the Sonic movie, I think there must have been a lot of parents going to the Sonic movie with their kids, going, oh, and then they watch it and go, oh, good. There's some laughs. Like there's because most kids' films must be excruciating if you're sort of over ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, the, the one thing I don't look forward to when I see a kids' film in the cinema is sitting through all the adverts for the yeah. upcoming kids films because unless it is like a disney film there's usually a fart yeah. joke in there multiple yeah. fart jokes um i hate the minions with a, a red hot passion because yeah, i think they're really dreadful films i've got i kind of <laughs> it's my this is very much my problem with other people's i don't know if you're the same i like judge adults who like them you know what <laughs> We're in a safe space. It's not <laughs> your fault. It is everyone else's fault. They are very, um, what's the expression? Just cynically created to appeal to, you know, yeah. it's like, like Baby Yoda. It's like, how do we get cute Star Wars things into the canon? I yeah. Guess. But I, I love that guy, actually, so I can't really talk. Baby <laughs> <laughs> Yoda, I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. He's a, he's, he's a dude. He's, he's pure. Um, he invented a goblin mode. Or what's it called? It's not like it's a new norm core, isn't it? Goblin mode where you basically just embrace the kind of goblin lifestyle where you just, you know, have bags of crisps <laughs> in your bed. I don't know what you're into. Right? Oh, these people who live in their bed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that like I I had to house it for someone uh last year. It's a really nice flat in central London over the summer. I mean, what a dream. And because it wasn't my house, I would just, if I didn't have to go out that day, I'd sit in the bed all day Mm. and bring food to the bed and sit there with my computer doing work in my bed. Then I found out Carrie Fisher used to do the same thing. So I was like, oh, it's all right. Princess Leia was doing it. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We decided, I listened actually to our previous episode this morning. In fact, thanks to you, I... um, Play. I was playing Sonic the Hedgehog two while listening to our podcast on Sonic. Oh, really? We outed ourselves, Rue and I, as not the biggest fans of Sonic, um, right? Because we grew up as Nintendo kids, uh, for yeah. our for our okay. shame. But I think one one particular thing you said was how Sonic one. Um, the issue was the first level is a speed frenzy, and then the other rest of the game is stop start. So it is truly a yeah. platformer. But my brain always thought, why aren't I moving fast all the time? Yeah. So watching Sonic Two, playing Sonic Two, I should say, this morning, I really focused on it being a platformer, and mm. speed was just a sort of a power. And yeah. I was hella enjoying myself. And yes, it, Sonic Two is such a huge step forward from the first game. Mm. Yeah, and perhaps even. With the film, we all see. Well, let's find out. <laughs> Do we have anything about the entomology of this film, Rory? Or did it just... The entomology? Or... Well, like, how long do you think it takes to greenlight a film nowadays? Um, I mean, well, they've already greenlit a third Sonic movie and a Knuckles spin-off TV show right, before okay. this one came out. So... Oh, Knuckles TV show. Yeah. Coming to Paramount Plus at some point in the future. Hmm. Right. All those stories are for knuckles. <laughs> I think it was a pretty swift turnaround. But I mean, you can kind of see why, because as we kind of explained, like with the first Sonic movie, there was all this when they did the first reveal of the first version of Sonic, this kind of disgusting 
creature. Fans went a bit crazy and, you know, they went back to the drawing board and then I guess it paid off because there wouldn't be a Sonnet 2 if they probably kept that <laughs> that version. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really looked like it was going to be the biggest disaster of all time. I'm sure we talked about I haven't listened back. Yeah, to I think we kind we of... Two years ago, but... We did it, kind it, of want yeah. to see it. But, um, <laughs> but do you feel, do you feel that... Like we're always, we don't like it when when fandom, normally toxic, goes crazy and then mm. gets what they want. And so there's just something a bit iffy about it. I don't know. I don't think there was any death threats this time around for the redesign oh, of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. For, for thank goodness, but I think all the angry fans have just moved on to the whole Warner Brothers, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. DC, okay. Aquaman, you know, they're, they're, they're distracted now. They got their son and yeah, now they yeah. can move on. <laughs> I want to say something about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. A, I never ever want to hear anything about that ever again. And B, I think it probably is a nightmare being married to Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and maybe she, I met her, I because I did three days on the Danish girl uh, as a dog right. handler, not as an actor. And, uh, oh, man, she was like, sunshine i fell i fell a little bit in love with her that is not to say that she is not a nightmare herself but it does i do look at that marriage and go well maybe he's awful and maybe (laughs) she is too but that doesn't mean he isn't so i've kind of now i'm kind of like i never want to hit any takes on this again yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i bet he changes characters as much as he changes his socks just like a week of johnny depp like who are you today he got stuck as mordecai (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness, Mordecai. He hasn't done anything good since. I've not so. seen that film, but I'm sure in 20 years' time you could look at that as sort of historical artefact yeah. just before the turn. But he um, was nominated for Oscars and then he did Mordecai and then nothing good ever again. Like, I think what we'll have to do, just so that the um, sort of the Johnny Depp haters or the Amber Heard haters don't jump on this episode of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, yeah. we're going to have to bleep out all names. So we're just going to just... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I worked with, like, I worked oh, with bleep. Talking about the Obamas. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I guess the only thing worth mentioning, I guess, in, in, in thinking about the creation of this film is that so we've got Idris Elba doing the yeah. voice of Knuckles. And we've also got the, I don't want to say the OG Tails voice artist playing Tails, because Tails has, actually, do, do you know, I guess why I'm getting a bit tongue-tied is that I don't know if Tails has only ever had one voice. Oh, I don't know. I think I looked it up and the the actor playing Tails, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, I think her name is, she has been the voice of Tails since 2014. So there have been various oh, okay. voices, there have been various Tails voices. Right, right. Yeah, so she's, she's the, the active Tails voice, basically. Gotcha. It just reminds me, there's this one guy who played like Jason Voorhees, like in the, in the last few kind of bad Friday the 13th movies. And mm-hmm. he's become the sort of spokesperson and like the bearer of the torch. I'm like, dude, you're in like, three crap Friday the 13th movies just give it a rest but um not saying that's the same thing we're getting here I don't know um so obviously it was was people were really excited when Idris Elba uh was Knuckles and he promised that he wasn't going to be sexy and then the trailer came out and people said you lied (laughs) you lied but um Idris shows up in everything doesn't he uh and he's using as American voice here 
mm-hmm. um, because he comes from the American part of the planet where the Knuckles it's, tribe it's is from. The planet isn't Mobius, is it? They don't ever explicitly say what the name of the planet is. Sonic's planet is Mobius. Oh, right. I didn't know. So, it oh, sounds too much like Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have steered away from Morbius. Yeah. Just, you know, we're not going to call it Mobius just in case people confuse us with Morbius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't have it. I actually noticed, this was obviously filmed during the pandemic, but because half the cast were not were not real, they're all CGI. You never had that issue where everyone was standing 10 metres apart. 10 metres, sorry, where was I talking about? Two metres apart. It was usually, it's only during that outdoor wedding scene we got where everyone was a bit close together, but it was outdoors in the beautiful sunshine. So I think everyone had their masks <laughs> between their legs, perhaps. I don't know if it's just me because I, I was used to the Sonic actor from the first film and I'm used to Edris Elba's voice, but I found Tails' voice slightly off-putting. And I think maybe it's some inbuilt prejudice of me because obviously it's it's women doing the voice of male characters is as old as time, like Bart Simpson, of course, and all that jazz. It, I don't I can't think of any Hollywood animated movies which ever do that. I think you get that quite a lot in um, maybe dubbing in terms of like anime and in terms of video games, maybe so much. Right. But I think it's just because of you can't hire children all the time because of you know mm. uh, working union rates or schedules or whatever and stuff like that so it's much easier to get someone who can do the voice of a little boy <laughs> it can be a problem as well like you look at that awful disney black cauldron film that's nearly ruined disney forever uh <laughs> the kid who's the main character in that halfway through that halfway through recording the vocals for that film his voice broke oh so there's this weird thing where some of the film he's hello everybody and then some of the film it's like (laughs) his voice is all over the shop it's really strange so i think it makes like you know obviously they couldn't have cast a little boy to play bart simpson because now he'd just be a bloke who's 40. <laughs> I recently heard the voice of, of Marge Simpson as she sounds now, and she yeah. does sound really old. And you know, Yeah, Julie as... Kavner is that her name? She, I mean, her mm. voice her voice has always been raspy, but yeah. Like, I think doing must, that for 40 years. She must sound like Aunt mm. Gladys. <laughs> mm. I, I think just, uh, just in terms of like going into this movie, having experienced the the first one and my kind of like general thoughts I suppose is that as I was walking to the cinema there were just massive posters all on the side of the cinema and the trailer was playing and I started to feel this like real pit of dread in my sort of stomach just kind of like realizing like oh god like I have to watch another Sonic the Hedgehog movie don't I because I I I didn't I, I wouldn't say like I I I hated the first film, but I'd, it was very much mm. like not for me. And I understood it was like, this is for kids and this is for Sonic fans. And, you know, the kind of response to the first film from fans in particular was very, very positive, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, I kind of sort of got through it. And I did ask my wife if she wanted to come along to the see the second movie with me because she came to see the first and she did not like it at all and she said i do not care about those ugly little animals (laughs) and then she said i hate their shoes the way their thin little legs come out of their shoes is so annoying (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh dear. So this is so, that's so, so like weirdly irrational, isn't it? Because they it is they are like characters for little kids. And so that's like like my mum hates it when Bob Ross cleans his paintbrush in those <laughs> Bob Ross videos because he always like hits the paintbrush against the thing and then goes ha ha beat the devil out of it. He always oh, says God. that. But it like it's such a small thing to get angry about, and my mum gets furiously angry about it. It's like she doesn't have to watch Bob Ross, but it's like your wife <laughs> going, "These children's characters disgust me." <laughs> I mean, yeah. What does your wife think about the gloves, the cartoon character gloves? Oh, we didn't get that far. I, yeah, don't want to, go, don't want to touch that. Maybe she just wasn't fussed with those. She was like, "They're fine." <laughs> but I mean, had you seen the first film since? Had I have you seen the first one since we uh, did our podcast about no. it? Like, I no, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't revisit. No, I didn't feel the need to watch again. <laughs> no, I was like, I, um, yeah, it kind of passes the time, but I could do so much more of my time. And then I sort of just doom scroll for an hour and a half. Yeah, well, when I saw the first film, like I say, it was in a cinema full of kids, which I think helped me really appreciate it more. It's like I saw the 2016 Ghostbusters mm. Um where they had women playing the Ghostbusters. Women can't bust ghosts. And uh, I enjoyed the film. I, I really liked 2016 Ghostbusters. But next to me was a guy who'd brought his kids who, like, I'm not great with kids' ages, but I'd say they were like six and eight, and they were enraptured. They had the mm-hmm. best time. They were scared. They were laughing. And I think that made me like the film even more. And I think seeing Sonic in this cinema full of kids helped me go like oh actually this is pretty decent like I haven't sat here going I hate this even though there was plenty of stuff that I was like oh for fuck's sake um but that like it, I think it helps if you see it with kids because they love it like when I came out of the Sonic movie all it, like there were kids like running as fast as they could across the foyer and it didn't even annoy me <laughs> I just thought oh that's cool <laughs> they they're being Sonic that's cool yeah and I I'd sort of say like as we sort of move into talking about the sequel, I would say that this film is more of the same. I, I think it is. It sets. I think it achieves what it sets out to do in that it makes a kind of entertaining, kind of kid-friendly sort of superhero-style adventure whiz-bang action movie. But um, I would say that, I, and I don't know whether it was because I was more prepared for it this time, knowing what to expect. Or maybe it's just they made Sonic a little less insufferable. But mm. I did probably like this film a little bit more as a result. Did you, did you bring any kids along with you? No, but there were, there were sort of. I could I could vibe off other people's children if that makes okay. sense. <laughs> That's the best thing. Makes sense. Quick stretch, little snack, and here we go. Sonic, I love that you want to help make a difference. Mind if I drive? But you're being reckless. Don't worry, nobody's gonna get hurt. Pretending to be Batman. Blue Justice, trademark pending. You're still just a kid. Woohoo! Trust me, there will come a moment when your powers will be needed. <laughs> but you don't choose that moment. That moment chooses you. I just got goosebumps. Wait a second, did you steal that from Oprah? Papa's got a brand new stash. Since I've been gone, I've discovered the source of ultimate power. 
sounds big. It's been on my vision board for years. Hope I'm not too late. I'm sorry, who are you? Name's Tails. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Step one, light taunting. Step two, I have no idea. Hang on! Whoa! That wasn't too bad. <laughs> Forecast calls for a 100% chance of adventure. Got it! Return to sender. Face it, you're never going to get my power. Do I look like I need your power? Like, the fans seem to have really, really loved it and, and taken to it and think it's the best thing ever. And I'm kind of mm. like, but why, though? Because it is still, like, a kind of pretty naff, cringy comedy in, in many respects. But then I kind of think, well, hey, I really liked that recent Resident Evil movie as a Resident Evil fan, and fans mm. did not like that, nor did critics. So I'm like, you know, this is an easy mark. There's a lot of Easter eggs. There's a lot of things peppered out, which is like an easy mark for Sonic fans to get on board with. So I do mm -hmm. not begrudge their enjoyment. I just wish I could I you know, get on board. I, I felt like it had been made with, because uh, obviously I love the Sonic games, certainly the first four Sonic games. Um, but I felt like this was a film that had been made with love and wasn't, I didn't feel like it was like massively cynical when when it really could have been, and who would have I been to judge? Like, yeah, put they could have chucked in some fan service and then just made a real standard kids actiony film. Go, yeah, we've worked out the numbers. If we make this film, we'll make this much money. And I, I felt like there was some like love had got and care had gone into it. Uh, it certainly, things like the whole wedding section. Um, I think if I was a kid, I would enjoy that. But I got real laughs out of that as an adult. Uh, I thought I was funny. Yeah, that about that the scene. Performances were fun. <laughs> it's um no, I I'll be completely honest. That sequence I found completely baffling. I think it's <gasps> also possibly my favorite bit of the film. <laughs> I was thinking about how you go and see a Disney film, and there's like a little like a sh an animated short before the main feature. Yeah, it's like. One of those, but in the middle of the film. And right. I've seen this film twice. I timed it. It's five from the... Uh, so, spoilers for this film. There's a bit when Sonic and company are arrested, and they're off screen for a full five minutes. And in those mm. five minutes, we've got uh, Rachel, who's getting married today, or was going to get yeah. married. Good Jonathan Demi movie. Rachel, Rachel getting married. married. Yes. Oh, yeah, excellent. Oh, good pull. Great stuff from Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Um, what's the name of um, Tom's sister in this? No, Tom's wife is, no, Tom's is Maddie wife. and Rachel is the sister-in-law. Rachel, yeah, she's the sister-in-law and who's um, who doesn't like him. Who's hella sassy. Yeah. As, um, she's a, she's um, her, her, the actor is called uh, Natasha Rothwell. Yeah. And she was, she, I, I saw her in a thing last year called White Lotus playing a like completely different character and uh I think she's a big superstar she's 
she's so great in this. She's yes. really funny and great comic timing. She she looks awesome, and I think I think she's a future superstar. So it's quite fun how like we're like just we're just a minute really into our proper Sonic Two review, and we've gone straight to the bit without Sonic. <laughs> yeah. But like five minutes, it's like it was like a five minute rom-com. It's like out of, I don't know, forgetting Sarah Marshall because the Hawaiian setting. Yeah, it's or... really quite wacky, and um, um, but but still kind of grounded in reality, even though a portal opens up and a lot of snow comes through it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we might return to the scene as a whole a bit later because actually the ramification of it, I found faintly disturbing. But um, yeah, the... The stuff for the adults was a lot of fun. And just to mm. t- give me meet you my general feeling, I actually really dug this film. Um, when in our last review, which I listened to, uh, mm. we um we said it was at best competent. And you know, it wasn't bad, it just was competent. And I think this one really embraced all the iconography from the video games a lot more. Like it made some choices the first film, which seemed a little bit weird like why would you make a sonic film without tails why would you have yeah. robotnik and just all set on earth and it's just like sonic's a real fish out of water mm. <laughs> i mean like like if you envisage a sonic movie you wouldn't envisage it envisage it to be like an et slash mac and me slash mm. short circuit slash boy on his dog even though his boy is like a 40 year old man um <laughs> movie but here yeah. just by the very notion of having tails you know, see full scenes of tails, full scenes of knuckles, and Jim Carrey again bringing his comedy villain persona and looking very much like Doctor Robotnik, especially when he's riding around in his little convertible egg thing. Yeah, he had his eggomatic man. That was know, cool when like... he came through the ceiling in that. I because I saw right, so I saw this at a half five showing on a Wednesday in Brixton uh, with my friend James who. Um, it grew up on Sonic and we went, let's go get a gin and tonic and watch the Sonic movie because I have to watch it before I record nice. this. So we went to see it and we thought we'd have a ton of kids in there. It was just us. And then these three teenagers came in and smoked weed at the back <laughs> of the screen. So we were and they were chatting away and I really didn't care. Like It was fine. Mm. Um, so we were able to like go, ha ha, blah, blah, blah at the film. So that was quite a fun way of watching it as well. Just like, slightly tipsy and having a go at the screen but like we had, we yeah, had fun. completely different to like watching it with a bunch of kids for the first film and then mm. just watch it with a bunch of teens smoking weed and you'll still enjoy yeah. it <laughs> yeah it was re- it was pretty fun i mean this definitely was a better film than the first film and it felt like a sonic movie uh whereas the first film like that that they could have changed the sonic model to be anything and I'd have bought it. Yeah. The film wasn't terrible, but I'd have bought what that was. This film, it was like uh, Robotnik felt like something from Sonic's world. Mm. Whereas the first film, he's what? Like a Military contractor. weird scientist? Mm. Yeah, that they go, we need to bring in Robotnik. Um, uh, and also like Jim Carrey's performance. I, I don't even, I, I think Jim Carrey the man is probably kind of terrible. He... Um, isn't he like an anti-vaxxer and conspiracy theorist? Oh yeah, you always like learn. You peel off, just peek behind the curtain a bit. It's like, oh right, oh yeah. Yeah, he's like this slightly weird guy, and I hated what he did in that man in the Man on the Moon documentary. <laughs> yeah, I I just think he's a kind of a dick, but uh, I love I love him as Ravonic. He's like he has lines like I think there's bits where he just goes, "See you later, alligator," uh, and and I laughed out loud. That's, that's not a funny line. <laughs> it's a stupid thing we used to say in the 90s, but Jim Carrey's giving it 110% and he, he like 
she shits the right choice every time in this film. <laughs> Jim Carrey's saying uh, stupid shit that we used to say in the 90s is kind of his, like, uh, his, his thing, really. He invented it. He said a lot of stupid shit in the 90s. <laughs> my little millennium, millennium there is that brain. one line he says, you're as much... So there's a... He's in League of Knuckles. The whole yeah. plot really is predicated on we Knuckles. That's from Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Yeah, which is... It all felt, feels legit. It feels very video yeah. gamey. Um, and like, even though I've not really played those games, I know about the rivalry of Sonic and Knuckles. There's certain stuff which is just embedded into pop culture. So all this was yeah. ticking my box as a, as a, as a lay yeah. fan. Um, but speaking about the kind of dialogue Robotnik comes up with, uh, there's a bit when Knuckles is no longer of use to Dr. Robotnik. And he mm. says, you're as much used to me as a backstage pass to a Limp Biscuit concert. I'm like... Pourquoi? What? Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that joke. I still laughed because I thought Jim Carrey was funny. Yes. But I was like, why? What happens backstage? Can you not get backstage at Limp Biscuit concerts? Or is it because the, the band doesn't exist? I don't know. Does well, like, Fred Durst do something to you if you go backstage at Limp yeah, Biscuit Yeah, and I don't concert? think he does. Like, I've never heard anything about that. Is it just like, I think it was a crap joke and i think they were probably a better gag yeah and i, I don't mean get <laughs> when, you, when you do stand up you do have to sort of know your audience a little bit and i, I don't think knuckles is, is aware of limp biscuit at this point of the film <laughs> so he's, he's probably i reckon he looks like he would be into them though so maybe he'd go away and go he mentioned this limp biscuit and then he listens to it and he's like this music is amazing <laughs> But yeah, I agree. We we love a villain here on the Old Games of Film podcast, and when someone's taking it to that level, and I think just reaching, just reaching the line, but not overstepping that mark, is is a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, he was great. He is the star. I, I laughed every time he was on screen. There was something to laugh at, and the and it's not because the script was amazing. It's a um, shame. I feel a bit bad for James Masters, who who is in it, but James Marsden. What did I say, Masters? James Masters isn't he <laughs> the dude out of Buffy? <laughs> yes, I feel bad for him in general. Yes, uh, again, in this little circle of uh, I'm not going to be, t- I'm not going to talk about Joss Whedon, but uh, I might. Yeah, no thanks, no thanks. But um, James Marston, James Marston, Marston, James Marston. Like because we've got Sonic in. As soon as basically, as soon as Tails appears on the scene. The film drops Tom, and um, he's off on his uh, mm. at his Hawaiian wedding. And you know, we we do like him, but I've, nice gig for him, though, isn't it? He spent ninety <laughs> percent of his filming time must have just been in Hawaii. Yeah, whatever. he must have just looked at his schedule and gone, "Oh yeah." I mean, so this <laughs> this this subplot about this wedding. So mm. Sonic Sonic is being Sonic at the start of the film. He's sort of taken it upon himself to be like a superhero. And although he saves the day in the first film, I didn't get a sense that he wanted to be a superhero. But hey, he starts mm-hmm. the film solving a bank robbery. I say solving, he, he he basically blows up a bank robbery van, money goes everywhere. That it was weird. The opening was weird. I went I said to my friend, "Is he a fucking cop now? This is crazy." This was this is the thing because, like, in the first film, like, and I think this is maybe also partially why they set Tom off on like a kind of Hawaiian wedding. It's because his mm. best friend is a cop. But then, in yeah. between the release of the first film, we had Black Lives yeah. Matter. We had a cab Black everywhere. And just like, I wonder whether it's just like, uh, it's no longer yeah, cool this, that he's this hanging slightly... out with a cop. 
yeah, this is it. There, there's a, uh, you don't want it to be like some conservatives wet dream where they're like, look, the cops are so nice and they are so cute. So yeah, there was less cop content in this film. <laughs> the only real cop stuff we see is that dumb, dumb friend of uh, James Marsden who. Um, yeah, Adam Pally character. Yeah, he he was, uh, but you know, it's kind of goofy. But yeah, the beginning, that, that first sequence though, is quite inventive. It's like a Roadrunner cartoon kind of an, um, I, I like the visuals and I know that if I was nine, I'd be going, oh, I'm out of my mind. This is amazing. <laughs> the sour point I would have is that, and I, and I think it's mean to pick on child actors, but <laughs> sometimes you just got it. But like it all culminates in Sonic almost like driving a truck into a small child. Yeah, with the but ice then, cream. Then there's this kid and like, Clearly, the direction is just like, okay, act dumbstruck, because it's the mm. whole thing. Kid has to have his mouth agape, holding onto an ice cream while something incredible happens in front of them. And you just kind of think, yeah, they were really overacting. They were really milking that <laughs> that mouth sort of like jaw drop moment. It's, it's too much, too much. <laughs> Dial it back a bit. They need a reshoot. This kid sucks. <laughs> But uh, yeah, James Masters and has like a talk. With... Oh damn it! <laughs> so I've got Buff in the brain now. James Masters, Tom. Tom, 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 the question mark cop. Uh, he has a bit of a pep talk of Sonic on the boat. Sonic falls off the boat, and so that establishes that he can't swim. Sonic also says, "If I die, don't check my closet," implying things. Yeah, I I find jokes like that annoying because <laughs> that's not a joke for kids, is it? Kids no. aren't going to go, <laughs> oh shit! They're, that's for adults, and all the adults are just go, such a gag from thirty years ago. <laughs> but Sonic, when he falls in the water, so like in the first film, he went into the water because then he has like a fish flapping on his head and stuff like that. But when he falls mm. into the water, he does like his little drowning animation, doesn't he? Like, it was, yeah, man. He's like waving they, his arms they, so that like it was from the game. They have a whole, they have a whole thing about how he's like, oh no, it's water. I hate water. I can't swim. And I was like, yeah, man, that's true. Yeah. And later, later on, he has, um, he gets some oxygen from a little air bubble. He sucks into yeah. his. Yeah, it's so good. Well. Me and my friend were going like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> air bubble, nice. <laughs> just like that. It's just like that. And then, um, so James Masters, he goes to Marston. Flipping heck, Tom. Do you want to write it on a post-it? Because I will oh, be, gosh. I will correct you every time. No, please do. No, Rory knows, gosh, I'm just terrible with names. Um, like, I'm very happy that this film, the character is called The Hedgehog, because I know <laughs> The Hedgehog one is called Sonic. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Tom goes with his uh, wife to Hawaii, and... Mm. Maybe I will bring it up here. So, like, we we learn later on the film that this whole wedding, I think, is a sting operation by yeah. a government agency called Gun, which I think is sort of lifted from the Sonic canon. I think it's from that. I think it stands for Guardian Unit of Nations, uh, and I think it comes from Shadow the Hedgehog, possibly. Okay. I just, or maybe it's just because Shadow has a gun. Maybe I'll just put that, put that in my mind. But. The first time I saw this, I think my mate I was watching this with said that as soon as Gun was mentioned, he knew that Shadow was coming. Ah. Ooh. Um, 
so like here's the thing and you know we've already established that this little section with the the sisters trying to break sonic out of jail is is a big fun bit but like we find out that this whole wedding and i'm assuming the hiring of like the hotel and the biplane which says randall and rachel forever the cakes the guests having to take time off work to travel to hawaii all this stuff was to get let this government agency capture sonic and meanwhile like robotnik just goes to sonic's house and that's where (laughs) sonic is yeah and and just at the very end of the sequence the last time we see uh rachel and her new I guess fiance or whatever, Randall, who turns out to be a government agent, they've fallen yeah. in love for reals. And I'm just thinking, so like all that time you had like premarital sex under false pretenses. I think maybe they didn't. Do you think they're chaste? Yeah, I think he was like, no, we can't. Okay. Did he have like a, a what's it called? Like a, a silver ring thing. Chastity ring. Like a little mm. chastity ring or something. Would have been a oh, joke. yeah, promise ring or whatever mm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yes. Okay. Yes, I think that's the only way it's slightly less icky. But Do you think Sonic was... also has promise rings? Like he's got a big bag of gold rings. I don't think just Sonic like... had sex. No, I think Sonic looks yeah. just like. Fuck. He gives, I he think gives that's in the kids. third film. In the third movie, Sonic's going to lose his virginity. <laughs> it's going to be horrible to watch. <laughs> We're going to go, oh, I wish they just made two movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he at the start of this film, at the start of that cop sequence, he does his stretches and then pro- produces a chili dog from somewhere. And I thought, oh, is he like P- Paddington Bear? He's always got a chili dog on him or something. But I was like, where do you keep it? He hasn't... I think it's, I think that's just, I think if we question that, mm. it would be like watching a Looney Tunes and going like, eh, eh, I don't think you can paint a door on a wall and go through it well again this is this is, this is what we're trying to establish here is sonic a cartoon character in the real world like who framed roger rabbit or is he an actual creature who can just produce chili dogs yeah sure okay i mean i think that's we're thinking micro here okay. we've got to think more macro okay so i think i'll ignore the yeah. bit then where james marsden is pl- yeah, yeah. playing volleyball with all the buff other guys and the scene is meant to say look at this weak guy but then james marston shows his guns and he's equally james marston is uh james marston is stacked yeah Yeah. and he's like you know it doesn't work that scene you need to sort of you know crouch in america him to make him all like weekly (laughs) he should have at least had him in like long sleeves yeah didn't quite work he's he he can he's he's such a handsome guy but he can play like oh slightly awkward nerd Mm -hmm. uh I really like his and his wife's relationship on screen, by the way. Like, they're two nice characters. I feel like they have a very nice marriage, mm-hmm. but I feel like they can't have kids. And that's why they... Did they say that Sonic. in the first film? I don't think they say that out loud, do they? They have that dog. Oh, I like the I dog did, as well. I didn't Good think guy. to ask. <laughs> yeah, we should have asked. <laughs> the they, I like, I Oi! Can you have kids? Excuse me. How do you have trouble having children? That's a really personal question. But I think like them treating Sonic as their son, mm. I think that's probably a nice message for um, kids watching who might be adopted. Uh, mm-hmm. That I think that would be like you don't see that on screen very much. They don't make a big thing of it. At the end, it's like a foster family. It's very sweet. Was was weird at the end when Sonic goes thanks. Dad, I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh, man. Because he drives a car, like 
I mean, <laughs> he can't be I that think, much of a kid. He's driving. I think that in the first film, we thought there was quite a lot of homoerotic subtext or, or just yeah. text. I did, they did. It did just keep looking like Sonic and James Marsden when we mm. kiss. There's one line when uh, James Marsden is feeling a bit sad for Sonic. And saying, yeah. "Oh, you know, I wish he had that." He's looking over at like hunky, ran, uh, hunky. Yeah, random. and they're all spraying each other yeah. in bedrooms. And yeah. his wife says, "What muscles? Do you think Sonic yeah. should have muscles?" It's like, uh, "No, don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, stop it." You know, when he's doing his like dad lessons to Sonic and the boat and stuff, it's just like, mm. "Oh, I kind of wish Sonic had like." kids his own age sort of thing or like he needs like a bro group he needs like again some wingmen to hang out with and stuff and you know sonic earns yeah. that and gets that in the end through tails and knuckles but i was kind of thinking like but yeah. tom where are all your friends <laughs> yeah he's got one friend who's a dumb cop and he's at a wedding where like it seems like nobody likes him except mm. his wife this could have totally gone down the route of um what's that film with um Jason Segel and Paul Rudd in it, and they're trying. He's trying to get a. I love you, man. man. Yes, that's one. Oh yeah, you, man, but with a hedgehog. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought, this is a very rom-com centric episode of the podcast. Why are we so yeah. obsessed with this we wedding? <laughs> there's some good. The wedding sequence was good, man. Like, take note, rom-com specialists. They, they, that. The Rachel character, she was fun in the first movie. Mm-hmm. She was really fun in this movie. I think in the third movie, it's Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Rachel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she gets the Chaos but, Emerald. She gets. Yeah. The was, I know. Cool. I know. We tease Shadow at the end of this film. Forget it. <laughs> it's it's Rachel time. <laughs> yeah, it's, we like. Yeah, she, she maybe like the opening sequence is uh, her like just killing Shadow, and it's funny. <laughs> And cool. <laughs> and then we go, well, that's that. She yeah. goes, and she's like, ha ha, there we go. That's that sorted. And yeah. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles go, whoa. <laughs> but that's the thing, like the 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 whole like wedding part of the film. I think this film is maybe a bit too long. It's like two hours long. It's very long. To, yes. There was the a point to, where I thought it's really wrapping up, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And the, the way to like you know edit it is to cut out the whole Hawaii wedding stuff. That's you go through the script and you you lose twenty pages as you do it. But kill our babies. That had the, that, but that had the biggest. That whole section had the biggest laughs in the movie. Like yeah, it in was the fun. cinema, it was even fun. amongst and the it didn't kids. Feel like separate. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And like the the shot when she's the shot when she's in a, a like driving that. Let's get a we just got married uh, golf buggy. And it's like yeah. drifts it, spins it, knots it into the stand of the <laughs> wedding, and there's like necking a bottle of bubbly as she does it in slow motion while yeah. like, sparks it's itself funny. behind her. It was like, yeah. and she looks awesome as well. Like yeah. she's really hot. She's uh, not a hair out of place, but in a way that's like, yeah, why would they? Where would they be? She's discovered her badassery. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, she's she's the role model for the film, not not Sonic or yeah. whoever. It's it's Rachel. No, there's like good messages about friendship and everything, but ultimately the takeaway is be more Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> With this ring, Rachel. I hey, hi. Uh, everything okay, bud? Tom, not really. What are you doing? Uh, this is gonna sound really crazy, but I'm gonna need to see that ring for just one second. One second. Have you lost your mind? I'm gonna give it right back. I promise. <laughs> Please, Randall. It's really important. Can I? No, bro. Go sit down. 
Randall, give me the ring, please. Just okay, Randall, don't look at him. Look at me. Randall, Randall, Randall. one sec. Put the ring on my finger. No, Randall, listen to me. I Randall, look at me. Ring on my finger. Randall, give me the ring. Give me just one sec. Put a ring on it. Please, love. Okay. With this ring. Yes, baby. I'm so sorry about this. <laughs> So yeah, the content of the scene, as we've already established, in of itself, I enjoyed. And I think, but it is sort of maximised by, I'm still bewildered that it's in a Sonic movie. I think <laughs> in the last film, there was like this barroom brawl sequence. Which, yeah. And we're like, why? So you're, you're pitching a Sonic movie, but we've got to have a biker bar sequence. Um, and yeah. here, we've got, basically, it's sequel where they're in... Then Siberia. Siberia. So, yeah, Siberia. Siberia. No, Siberia. 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 And I've got a stupid question here. Is Siberia in Russia or is it like a yeah. former? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's in like a really, it's like a very notoriously remote and Okay, I'm just getting this. Weather-wise bleak part of Russia. <laughs> but yeah, we're basically getting a, a reprise. And again, this is another five to ten minute long sequence, which is somewhat entertaining but um if you yeah, that could have gone. if you snips basically if you snips that and if you snips the entire hawaiian wedding if because sonic appears on the scene as he's escaping a siberian mountain and he snowboards which is very 90s sonic he snowboards yeah. into ice cap zone hello mm-hmm. um he arrives and then there's all this arrests and shenanigans of the wedding and Rachel. And then, yeah. then Robotnik goes to an island and activates a temple. There's like a, a water yeah. ruin zone in uh, Sonic 2, which I'm currently on. Yeah, aquatic ruins. Yeah. And Sonic could have just arrived at the wedding. And then Robotnik activates the temple. So yeah. the film could be at least... 20 minutes shorter yeah, by removing it. It was stuff. nice seeing him snowboard, but like, and as much as I go, like, oh, yeah, they're dance fighting, that's fun. No, it, it didn't really require it. Also, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't realize that they'd gone to Siberia. And so when they arrive at this bar, <laughs> me and my friend were going, where the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? It was strange. Um, it was, yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't like a bad sequence, but that probably could have gone. I think we would have lost out on some very impressive cross-act dancing, which was actually... True. They were great, weren't they? That's hard, what they that were was doing. That was really impressive, actually, like choreography. I actually very much yeah. enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it then means that we do have to witness, like, Sonic and Tails having a dance-off to Uptown Funk, which yeah. I'm not sure of sort course, of compensates. Yeah, of course they bring in a modern song. They should have just, yeah. Some fun 90s hip-hop in this movie. <laughs> it just reminded me of this. Um, there was this tweet by um, comedian um, Demi Edajube, which uh, I think it was responding oh, yeah. to like a wedding was like a super spreader event. It was like some sort of news story during the pandemic. It was like, uh, Ohio wedding is a super spreader event. Uh, half of the 83 guests have got COVID. And his response was, right. stop fucking going to weddings. You can listen to Uptown Funk at home. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think <laughs> Sonic 1 features uh, Sonic doing the floss from Fortnite uh, dance. Yeah. And then this film, two years later, I think Robotnik says uh, something along the lines of, um, you'll be lost. No, if you don't know how to floss, you'll be lost without me. And he says that to Knuckles. 
again assuming knuckles know what flossing is and it just it shows you how little things get dated so quickly oh man yeah when that happened i was like oh really are we in like 2016 or something Mm. like (laughs) but i wondered whether that was like a comment on robotnik has like he thought that was cool but then he oh yeah wound up on a mushroom planet for two years and robinson crusoe it up with rube goldberg-esque coffee machines um that was fun I liked all that. I, I, who uh, doesn't love a Rube Goldberg machine? I, uh, I really enjoyed all that. And I, and Jim Carrey was really selling it, obviously. Um, God, this weekend I watched a film. I watched a bad movie once a week with uh, American friends over Zoom. And this week we watched Virtuosity, like a bad <laughs> mid-90s Denzel Washington film with lots of virtual reality. It's yeah. from 95. We feel like it's we got... should maybe do that episode just because of the virtual reality aspect of it. It does feel quite video gamey, yeah. But Russell Crowe, it's one of it's like a one of his first American performances after doing Romper Stomper. And he uh he's playing a virtual reality character who is an amalgamation of like hundreds of different serial killers all in one mind. What could which go is wrong? actually a really Yeah, and but including like Hitler and Saddam Hussein. I was like, I don't think they count. Um <laughs> Not because they're good guys, but how to argue for and against Hitler and Saddam Hussein in this yeah. in this algorithm? Um, they're not serial killers. That's really mean to call them that. <laughs> it's just like I don't know if they fit the mold. That's a different thing. But anyway, yeah. he's like tons of evil people. But his performance is bad. It doesn't work. Russell Crowe is too understated. He can't do zany. And it all the way through, I was watching it, going like, God, this should be a Jim Carrey performance. Oh wow! Yeah, and this would be a vastly different film because the film is crap. Um, and like. It shows you how that can make such a difference in a film like the Sonic movie, having a perfect performance of a character that could be bad, you know? It makes you wonder, though, like if Jim Carrey approached his performance as the Riddler in Batman Forever, it's like, I'm trying to imagine someone who is comprised of a hundred great serial killers. (laughs) Yeah, Russell Crowe goes in one direction, Jim Carrey goes in the other direction. Yeah, there's a bit in it where. The Russell Crowe character, he's called Sid six point seven. <laughs> um, he like because he mate he comes into the real world. They build him out of silicon, and um, <laughs> every time he gets shot, he's like ah, and he gets blue wounds. But he can cure himself by eating glass because he's made out of silicon. That's science. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's like, there's a bit where he's like in front of TV cameras because he loves being on camera, the character. Anyway, um, it's a comment about something. And <laughs> someone shuts down all the cameras and he goes, he goes, where's my audience? Where's my audience? And that, I was itching for it to be Jim Carrey. Anyway, sorry, I've started talking about virtuosity. <laughs> no, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I heard that maybe some Sonic and Robotnik didn't get on very well on set. And I think Sonic <laughs> put Robotnik aside and said, oh, not uh, condone your tomfoolery or buffoonery, <laughs> is the expression. Um, I'll tell you one thing I missed, though, from the last film um, is we only get a little bit of it, like um, Jim Carrey's henchman Stone. Um who oh, I liked him. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has this sort of Smithers, Mr. Smithers relationship in this film, and we're saying yeah, the last he's film in was, love with him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very explicit. Well, the last film we're saying was quite you're gay. Uh, this film has yeah. a big hetero marriage in it, and I was like, oh, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh no, 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 he's making latte art of his best beloveds. I loved it. Yeah, when... it's it's all funny, and it doesn't feel. Um... Like ha ha ha! Being gay is hilarious yeah. and gross. It always—it's just like how ridiculous that this guy's in love with Robotnik, <laughs> yeah. Robotnik's so oblivious. Yeah, I just wish there was more. And again, that same thing with like how James Marston 
it I got that right, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> like James Marston is like not in this that much. I I felt the loss more with uh, Lee Majub. Is it Majub? Um, oh yeah, I don't know what that actor uh, is. as he's agents funny, as funny. Stone, and yeah. he's in the cafe called Mean Bean, which is a perfect Easter. Yeah, egg. the Mean Bean Cafe. I saw that and I went, oh, oh. <laughs> like you know. It's perfect. I would go to a coffee shop called Mean Bean. It looked nice as well. Mm-hmm. It was good in there. And he, I think he's really good at his job. Mm. Yeah. Going in I that coffee place, he's good at it. I'm sure there's a lot of people in Green Hills who feel like, oh, it's gentrification. There's a swanky mm-hmm. new coffee bar. Um, but actually, it seems like the only thing that town's got going for it. So... <laughs> Yeah, because their their police department sucks. But I mean, the street looks like Main Street USA from Disneyland. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's got that nice um, baseball field. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's like I don't know. It's like... Such a sleepy place. Like I don't. Know. That was, that was, the whole point of the first film was like Sonic is basically trying to gaslight. Uh, that cop into not going to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, and the shots of Green Hills here, it does look like a lovely place to live. They, yeah, they have really got rid of the San Francisco thing, haven't yeah. they? I mean, I, I thought <laughs> the start of this film was in San Francisco, but it's actually in, I, I looked at the title card, Sea uh, Turtle, is it called? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> Seattle. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's in Sea Turtle. Seattle because it's got space needle. I don't know. There's a real. Like, oh yeah, that did start in Seattle. It's the idea that Sonic's so fast hmm. he can just go anywhere. I guess that's why he ends up in Seattle and Siberia. But you know, it's that there's a weird sort of elasticity, elasticity, elastic. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where like yeah. Sonic can run really fast, but like he still needs a portal to get off a mountain, and mm-hmm. then. Apparently, Doctor he arrives in Hawaii, and then hundreds of miles away, Doctor Robotnik shoots a green laser into space, and like they can still see it from Hawaii. So Sonic runs there, and then when Tails arrives later in that in his iconic red bi- biplane, I'm like, how cause, how much gasoline, how much fuel does this biplane have? I'm thinking about this uh, too hard. Well, you doing the thing again where you're like, yeah. you can't paint a door on a wall and go through yeah. it. That's ridiculous. It's like I, even when it, when when tails start first took to the air, I was trying to think of like the skeletal structure which could allow a tail to rotate in such a way to make him fly. And I'm like Harry, you just hate joy. I think the Sonic. I think the characters from Sonic are yeah. Of course, they don't exist in real life, but they are one hundred percent medically accurate. Like okay. Human <laughs> yeah, you can like yeah, like the human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tails is one hundred percent medically accurate. Uh, which way round would the Sonic Tails and Knuckles human centipede go? Hmm. Knuckles in the middle. He's a cuck. Yeah, <laughs> true. He's strong, but he's a cuck. No, that, um, no, there would have to be Sonic at the front to pull them along. Tails at the back to propel them, and then like, Knuckles. Right. Like, Knuck- yeah, Knuckles in the middle, man. Sorry, Knuckles. I mean, we're, we're all in agreement. <laughs> People say it would be worse to be at the back because then you're eating like a shit that's been digested but i think worse to be in the middle imo mm. but then like sonic eats exclusively junk foods and chili dogs i noticed that this film yeah. um although olive garden is mentioned by name in this film does, they do mention olive garden again um, yeah i think the pride of place in product placement is uh, a bag of oreos thins 
Oh, because yeah. Sonic, you know, Sonic is left to his own devices when uh, James Marston goes on holiday, and he immediately starts trashing the place. And I was like, I was just tutting. It's like you, you're breaking a promise there, Sonic. And, yeah, you're a shit son. And then he steals through a portal. Uh, so a packet. All the kids crave him. Oreo thins. He doesn't steal it. He leaves money. Oh, does he know? And um, uh, <laughs> really, we we live commented on this. Me and my friend in the cinema. We were like, he's stealing. That's bad. Oh, he left money. That's really good. That's all right then. <laughs> Probably <laughs> less more than it cost as well. So you know. But you know, yeah. I have to say, he then. And the only other product placement is Apple phones because everyone's FaceTiming each other. And oh, yeah. he does FaceTime Tom and Tom says, I'm sure you're not getting up to anything, wink, wink. So I think even Tom knows that Sonic will misbehave, but Sonic also will tidy up after himself. So he's, he's a good role yeah. model. He's a good role model. For sure, for sure. There's a lot of stuff in this movie. There's a, like a bit where Sonic's like, hey, I heard that. He gives some sage advice or something to Tails. He goes, I learned that from Oprah. Like, oh, every kid's dream, an Oprah guy. <laughs> <laughs> and also, yeah, I think um, there's a, a nice little bit where um, when he's in his uh, Home Alone phase doing the most of 90s things imaginable, yeah. um, he says that Funky they're not going to watch <laughs> They're not going to watch uh, Snow Dogs because it's the worst. Which oh, John Raffio. John Raffio. Yeah. Nod from Ben Schwartz. So nice stuff. Nice stuff. Well, it went from, right uh, over my head. Yeah. Didn't, oh no, I like I like uh, I like John Raffio. So I'm enjoying the fact that they had a little ref to him in the Sonic Two movie. <laughs> Although the owl came back as didn't she? Yeah. So. So, like, yeah, he's, he ain't been mentioned since the opening scene of the first film. So, again, it's a, a, a plot contrivance is that Sonic, after being attacked by Knuckles and rescued by Tails, um, he produces this map, which I believe he had in the first film, and the map yes. decides to activate with a hologram then. And it's like, why, why now? Because otherwise, the yeah. plot doesn't happen. Yeah, second movie uh, uh, catalysts, definitely, yeah. <laughs> but I think the... So it basically turns out that the reason why Longclaw, who is the maternal owl, uh, kind of yeah. whisked Sonic into our world is because it's our world where the Master Emerald resides. Yeah, it turns out, yeah. And uh, it's it's comprised of the seven Chaos Emeralds. So we get Chaos Emeralds, we get Master Emeralds and all that kind of stuff. But also I'm just fascinated it. by this this ongoing war between the Echidna, which is, you know, Knuckles tribe, and the Owls. Yeah. And it's just like this whole, like, epic backstory where there's just, like, Owls and Echidna fighting. But you kind of, you just, like, look outside you, in your garden and there's just, like, an owl, like, attacking <laughs> like a sort of little yeah, marsupial or something. Had that kind of impression. animals. They're real animals in real life. So, yeah, it's not a thing in real life where <laughs> owls and echidnas hate each other. But also, like, hedgehogs can swim, so... Mm, okay, we're know. starting to pull this thing apart. You're overthinking yeah, it now. inaccurate, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the film sort of sidesteps one key detail. So, inevitably, Knuckles starts to see Sonic's side of the story. On the mountaintop, Knuckles is saying to Sonic... I wanted to go with my tribe to basically kill your mum. And then that's the last time I saw my tribe. And Sonic says, yeah. oh, we both lost something that day. And I was just trying to think. Um, right. So I guess the tribe 
did kill Sonic's mum. Although I think maybe Sonic doesn't know what happened to his mum because he was pushed through the portal. He's... Well, Sonic caused it. Is the other oh, thing? Oh right, okay. What? Like it was his fault. I remember this. Like he caused it, and he has no guilt. Okay, okay. Uh, what happened to Knuckles's tribe? Dead man. But like how? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Knuckles. Knuckles is like I, I never, I never saw my tribe again. Maybe the tribe got lost on the way back to the camp, but he didn't. Maybe we had him. That would be horrible to find out, wouldn't it? Like, I guess I this, this is all stuff for the sequel. I think. Yep. Ah, three cool. Three cool. We're going to find out. Long, long Claw is not dead, and like, yeah. she's going to appear like a phoenix, and we're all going to be like, oh, okay. We're going to shrug, like, oh, great. They've got to have yeah. enough material for the Knuckles spin-off TV show. So you know, if you want to, oh, if you really want to know so what happened, <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> like I want to know what happened to all those echidna. It's like in those Marvel <laughs> shows where they're sort of, or like the films which, which strongly hint that you're going to need to watch the upcoming show on Disney Plus. So it's going to be like the Aladdin television, the Aladdin uh, movies, straight to video sequels, because that the Return of Jafar was meant to be like a big feature length pilot for a Aladdin TV show, mm. and the animation looked like such crap. It is. Went, oh, yeah. We won't. That then. I think that's probably all on Disney Plus as well, isn't it? So you can really enjoy yeah, I the dip in quality. The pandemic, because that was the first Disney film I ever owned on VHS. Oh, nice. Uh, was Return of Jafar. So it's the Disney film I've watched the most. Um, and happens. I thought it was as good as Aladdin when I was a kid. I actually liked it better than Aladdin. So now when you hear like this, the genie voiced by Robin Williams, do you like cringe because it doesn't sound as good as the guy? Yeah, I'm like, oh God, it's not as good as Dan Castellanta <laughs> plays Homer Simpson. And also he's kind of playing the genie as Homer Simpson. I think I'm, I'm going to knock that on my list. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, it's crap. It's really shit. There's a bit where Jafar turns into a bunch of spiders and the spiders run along and it's horrible though. So that's quite good animation. <laughs> nice. Okie dokie. I went, like that. Um, so we're all about the sorry, sequels here. Animated sequels are the best. I don't know how you got back, but you made a big mistake coming here. Oh, contraire, mon frere. The mistake was thinking you'd won. I get it. <laughs> I don't think you do. But you're about to. And so will that idiot sheriff in his right And your little dog, too! Pitiful. Who are you? Where are my manners? Sonic, meet Knuckles, my new BFFAE, bestest friend. Forever and ever. I don't know how much more I have to say about the plot. Well, um, well like, okay, so I think things pick up speed, ironically. But my 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 enjoyment increases once we get to like the water temple because you got the arrows shooting out of of holes, which I know is an Indiana Jones thing, but it's also a Sonic Two thing with that water temple spikes coming out of the ground. Um, yeah. It feels like she's actually going. He's actually going through a level, 
and yeah, um, it was cool. Very, it's like a video game, and we sometimes, yeah, this this is a video game movie. So here we are. It it actually yeah. like the the ice temple they go to in Serbia, and then like this ocean temple actually felt more like Uncharted than the Uncharted movie <laughs> did mm. as well. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the like adventure aspect uh, of that. But yeah, it's it's in this ocean temple where Robotnik kind of reveals his hand and betrays Knuckles and takes the Master Emerald all for himself and absorbs its green power. Robotnik with the power of the Master Emerald was that was funny. <laughs> I thought well, that was quite funny stuff. But then when Sonic gets the Master Emerald, it's true canon he becomes supersonic and that was awesome i cheered (laughs) i was gonna ask about that because like i must have played i think the last time i encountered sonic supersonic was like 20 years ago which game which game is that in is that sonic Sonic 2 okay it starts you can get supersonic from sonic 2 okie dokie so yeah all the i totally forgotten about supersonic and so these, these the chaos, the master emerald it breaks yeah. into lots of little emeralds and then they start to spin and then i got something fired in my synapsis i was like oh wait a minute i know this and yeah when he appears or gold like it was great flying around the screen i was like oh my god yeah. but even earlier in the scene just seeing the three of them so like the fine the big finale is that uh Robotnik uses his powers to create a giant robot. A giant uh mech. yeah, that's also canon. It's in Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. Mm-hmm. And I just and also they they flap the instruction manual of the robot, which is a proper Sega instruction manual, which is yes. maybe a little, cool. a little bit near the knuckle, but you know, it's No, um, it was great. Near the knuckle, but oh god, <laughs> I do you mean on the nose? It, I, uh, no, what's the word? Yeah, Sorry, I got it, was good. it was good, it was good, it was really, it was, I thought it was great. But when you see just the three of them join forces, it was like that moment in the Avengers when all the Avengers are together, and you're like, it's Sonic and Knuckles and Tails, and they're all together. It was I, like if I'd been nine watching this, seeing those three on the screen together. Like we're gonna be in together with the big robot there. I just just been, I just just thought this is amazing. But when I was nine, it was nineteen ninety four, and Toy Story wasn't even out yet. So, <laughs> uh, but the 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 big robot was great. That was good stuff. I, I think it's just like a fun, like it's always fun to bring out a giant robot in a yeah. movie. It's like a good way to like finish off a movie. How do we do this giant robot? And the fact that it has. You know, we, we didn't really sort of talk about it too much, but Robotnik has changed his style to look more like, you know, yes. he's got the massive tash, he's got the goggles, mm. he's got the bald head. And you do mm. see a little bit like Agent Stone in his uh, high-tech uh, coffee, Mean Bean Coffee Company mm-hmm. cafe. He's got like a Robotnik boutique yes. selection and he's like scrolling through different outfits. Yeah, it's funny. Including a French mate. <laughs> yeah, and he's got his little um, a sort of... Uh, more kind of rotund Eggman um, yeah. style look in there as well. But just the fact that like this mecha has the kind of like looks like Robotnik and you've got the biplane with tails flying around. It's just like, yeah, it's, 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 again, I kind of wish that this stuff was happening in Sonic's world more than the real world. I know. Yeah. They, they kind of found a better balance. Yeah. Like, was Robotnik in Mushroom Hill Zone? I mean, I, I think, well, yes, yeah. 
No, because um, there's many mushroom. Hills, I think though, we, we talked about this in the first podcast, where as a complete Sonic like noob, when he showed right. up at the end of the film, I assumed that was a dig at Mario, but actually, uh, actually it's from the games. But yeah, maybe it's from Sonic and Knuckles. Maybe the game though was taking the Mickey out of Mario, but then I don't know. Great, the, great the, minds the can think of the game. Yeah. The level in the game is just like Knuckles bounces on mushrooms and stuff. Yeah, so I mean, it could just be people you know, they like mushrooms. I mean, we hear the insult this um uh, this piece of shiitake planet, which is a oh, you know, that was great. And then f- good delivery from Jim. I laughed and I went ah oh, ha ha like whoa. <laughs> I they mean, went there. I just, if I was right. a parent, I just find this all tiresome because like, yeah, it sounds a bit like shit. And then five minutes later, no, I, I, as a parent, I would have loved it. But like literally five <laughs> minutes later, as Sonic is approaching the ice cream stand he's about to destroy in that bank van, he goes, "Holy sherbet!" And I was like, "Is this just going to be a running thing now?" There's just no, just those two times. Just those two times. There's a lot of there's a lot of fun <laughs> jokes. A lot of fast. And then there's the, there's there's that yeah. bit where Knuckles realizes that Robot has betrayed him, and he just you can hear very clearly he whispers under his breath, "Oh fuck." <laughs> he, he goes, yeah, he's like, yeah, he goes. If you turn up the volume on the DVD, it's like an Easter egg. He goes, "This fucking cunt." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Absolute cunt. Is he, talk- he says it. Three times. Talking about t- tails or Robotnik? I mean, it's a good thing that they get Robotnik. on. He's talking about Robotnik. He wouldn't say about tails. No, you can. I mean, like, tails is too angry. adorable. I mean, there's occasional times. I mean, the effects in this are, are pretty good. I've, I yeah, they've got it, haven't they? I felt like sometimes Tails's enormous eyes meant that whenever he nodded, he looked like a sleeping doll, which you like, you lie on your back, like because yeah, the, the like, lids, Ugh. the lids kept dropping. So um, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I, I liked uh, I liked how they made Tails because this isn't from the games, but Tails is like an ace inventor. Mm. It's like that's a fun thing to have in the movie because otherwise his per- character's purpose is just to fly around. Yeah, uh, and it's not a game; it's a movie, so it's cool. He's like, "Wow, I like inventing stuff. I made this." Now it's uh, it's not realistic, but <laughs> the gadgets were cool. But in the final battle, one of the best bits, uh, audibly was when Knuckles creates multiple versions, not Knuckles, Tails creates multiple versions of himself. And I ah, heard yeah. all around me, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, surround sound. Oh, yeah. Also, that's like a, another fun kind of Roadrunner style uh, bit of movie stuff going on. It was fun. The scene, so Supersonic appears and yeah. destroys the uh rope giant mech and last his last action um is summoning an almighty chili dog with i think dolly mixtures on the top and he very much enjoys oh, that, that what it was? i think so i really just crave some chili dogs after this i'm not gonna lie and <laughs> um so uh, dr robotnik's it's doable you're an adult you can eat what you want <laughs> Like, no one's going to go, no way, you're not having that for dinner. You can just have I it. think a lot of the problems <laughs> in my life stems from me saying, I'm an adult, I could do what I want. <laughs> I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Um, but by the end of the film, Robotnik's body has not been found. And I kind of feel like, oh, everyone's just cool with it. Like, the next scene we, time we see Sonic and Knuckles and everyone, it's like, let's go get some ice cream. They can't let it rule their lives so i guess so they've got to just live you know it, they can be cautious and they can <laughs> they can take care with what they 
do, uh, but they've got to enjoy their lives. And at the end of the day, they're a family and they can't just live in fear. That's very, yeah. that's very sage advice. But it's just, you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a comment on the virus either. Like, put your fucking mask on, what the hell? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like Sonic and his family, it's always going to be there, the fear, but they can't let it rule how they live. It's just making me really fearful. Sorry, for uh, Sonic 3, when there's going to be the inevitable family breakup where, I don't know, Tails is going to... There's going to be... There's always a big misunderstanding, isn't there, where Sonic does something that he wants to... That he thinks everyone will like, but it ends up, I don't know, killing Tails. <laughs> and then everyone... That would be bad. Yeah, t- he's like... He's holding Tails' lifeless body. Mm. His eyes fill with tears. And he'd say, I'd do anything to change this. But then someone can invent... They, then he's found, like, this was Tails' latest invention and it turns back time or something like that. I was going to say Tails has got vat of clones under the house and Tails is like, yeah. I have all the same memories, but you're not really the same, Tails. I'm as good as the real Tails. The, you're not the same. And Sonic's like, you're not the same. And slowly <laughs> suffocates him. And he's going, shh, you're not the same. He suffocates him with a pillow. Okay, it's a bit like that bit in uh, Alien Resurrection where they find all the Ripley clones. And there's just like, oh, oh my God, it's Tails with three Tails now. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. And, then, and they're like, kill me. I think we've, got, <laughs> we've found the origin of Tails because he's probably just a mutant, which was near enough right. Like a, it was near enough for a perfect fox clone. But you know, this stuff writes itself. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a sweet message when Tails felt like an outsider because he had an extra tail, and you know he wanted to find Sonic, who is his hero, and that kind of stuff. And you know, Sonic accepts Tails, and you know he uses yeah you know his talent for something you know th- th- this kind of out thing which other people don't have, but he uses it for his uh, you know ability to fly. I I wonder if Tails is like actual mum and dad though, I wonder where he is. No, they nah. ultimately <laughs> he's an orphan. He, he, they died. He's it got that awful. orphan energy. They, yeah. He does. And how they died was horrendous and he doesn't go into it. Because again, you can't you learn it just because just because you feel grief doesn't mean it's it defines you. Mm, okay. <laughs> wow. So we started talking about how much we enjoyed the wedding, and now we end our discussion on Sonic 2. On real shit, man. On how grief de- can can define us, but you have to rise above it. With I don't 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 get to a point where you can embrace grief without it defining you. That's all I'm saying. And this movie shows us that. Okay, it's good. To- <laughs> it's it's it is it is sweet that you know because like the most emotionally charged bit of the first film, I suppose, was when Sonic is angrily. Uh, lonely playing baseball by himself and that's the sort yeah. of surge of energy he creates which actually alerts tails to his location yeah yeah. But, yeah and then the film ends with him having people to play baseball with yes yeah it's pretty nice like it's a it's a very good natured film without you know some of these kids films can a they're just full of product placement and they're just full of fart gags etc like you say but uh like any sentimentality they do have feels so forced. And with this film it is kind of cute. Uh, it, it ends and you go like, Oh, this film's quite nice. It feels like it's been made by nice people. Mm. <laughs> as, as uh, Robotnik says, I think just before he is off, there are good people on both sides. <laughs> yeah, they did. I enjoyed uh, it. Oh, oh no, you didn't. They went there. <laughs> 
very fine people. Yeah, just referring to <laughs> yeah, like they did sort of you know race motivated hate and stuff like that. Like, do you think robotics are racist? I would like to say that, that racism does not exist in this world of Sonic Hedgehog. <laughs> the Sonic Universe. They, they uh, solved it. I'm really glad they solved it. I think he's. I think he's just anti everyone apart from himself. So it's like he hates all people. Yeah, he's very much. Uh, his motivation is power rather than his hatred of minorities. That's, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, he sort of kind of is a level where that isn't his thing. Yeah, okay, because he, Robotnik, we have to like watching him as a villain jim carrey brings it that and i feel if they added in racism we would not enjoy watching <laughs> no him. it would it would taint it a bit i liked it apart from like the the russian dancing the bizarre wedding sequence and then the racism i would have <laughs> yeah. cut one of those out maybe maybe this film had a third plot which went nowhere and it was all about racism and they decided to cut that for time the racism um made the film two and a half hours (laughs) racism made the film as long as the irishman a film i loved but it but and and was the runtime of the irishman which is nearly three and a half hours was justified um with this film the runtime of three and a half hours is 90 minutes of it it was racism (laughs) and i i agree with you it's good that they cut that after the first trailer came out and people were like what the hell it's all this racism and they said they said <laughs> we're going to do a big redesign and yet yeah, it was like the fans had won but ultimately it was a good thing because this film was good <laughs> <laughs> this film is good is a pretty good ring endorsement because ringing uh, that's a sonic thing isn't it um yep we thought the first really? film was was competent, and this one we we enjoyed. Which I, I actually I'm... did enjoy. It. I I'm not in a hurry to see it again. I'm not gonna go fast down the cinema to watch it again. Uh-huh. But um, uh... I uh, if uh, if I had a couple of kids over, say I say like my brother's had a baby, but she's too young to watch this. Um, if if she was like five, I'd go want to watch the Sonic movie, and I'd be quite happy putting it on, watching it with a five year old. You know, mm, whereas yeah. there are some kids films I'd be like, I I'm going to be on my phone throughout, so <laughs> watch this. I hate it. Uh, I think the only thing I just want to say I I really enjoyed, uh, apart from the racism which now cut from the film, I did enjoy how yeah, Doc, I did enjoy Doc Robotnik how much he just enjoyed his job how he, he just enjoyed obviously he's a braggart but sometimes yeah. i think when i make a, a like a dinner for for my wife i'm like oh god it's okay i don't know if i cooked it right and i get really like uh, uh, uh. but he's like this is the best meal you've ever had i yeah. took it out of the rustless packet i hit the button one minute 30 yeah. well, that's an american thing isn't it because uh i've had to really fight when I will say, hey, guys, got a preview this Friday. Please come see it. Um, when I do that, I've had to fight the urge and I've stopped doing it now to go, Ugh, apologies for this, but I'm doing a preview. It'll probably be shit. Ugh. Don't do that. That's a British thing. Americans will say, come and see my show. It's awesome. So Robotnik, again, is like you say, teaching good, confident. <laughs> yeah. Be like um, Rachel. Be like Robotnik. The, the be more R's. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, be more double R. Cool. And also, just it's just it. This finally felt like watching this film. It. I went. Oh, this is the sort of thing I wanted to see thirty years ago. 
whereas the first film, I didn't sit there going like, oh, finally, the film I wanted to see when I was a kid is here. So although obviously this isn't going to be one of my top movies ever and I didn't have an emotional reaction to it in the cinema, I did watch it and go like, little me would have gone, oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh, no, that's nice. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the third film now because um, I guess it's either going to be a massive car crash or build upon what's what's here. They, they mentioned yeah. how they're going to be guardians of the universe now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, fair, fair. Well, so Jim Carrey has sort of said that he is maybe done with acting and the producers have said that they would not seek to replace him. And the fact that they leave his, his um, Robotnik's uh, status undetermined at the end of this film, but then tease the whole Project Shadow thing and reveal Shadow the Hedgehog at the end. Yeah, it's like, oh, we can go either way with this. We can we can go fully Shadow and reference Robotnik, or we can you know bring Carrie back if he if there's a script if they have a powerful. He's like, I need. <laughs> I, there's so much more to explore with the Robotnik character. I could not in two movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, I think I think he looked like he was enjoying himself. Also, like. This is Jim Carrey. He's going, he always goes on about, I'm all about the art man and I think maybe I'm done with this. I'm, I'm just an artist. Meanwhile, I'm going to do two Sonic movies. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously going to do a third. They'll just give him a ton of money. The film made shit loads of money. They'll make a third film. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're here for it. Hopefully you'll join us for like a third, oh, third yeah. slice of ice cream. You don't slice ice cream, <laughs> you scoop it. A third chili dog. A third chili dog. Third, well, and maybe it's, a, it's like a Neapolitan or something. We've had the, mm. you know, the 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 chocolate and vanilla <laughs> and the strawberry. I mean, what's, I don't know. First film, vanilla. First film was vanilla. The second film was chocolate because chocolate is better than vanilla. The third film, I hope it's not strawberry because that would mean, oh, it's just too sweet. I hope the third film's like... Uh, Mint, more chocolate, <laughs> more chocolate, <laughs> Neapolitan, where it's like one third vanilla, two thirds chocolate. That's or just perfect. like a yeah, like a Viennetta maybe, just like yeah, slice the a v, yeah, yeah. A, in, a, which looks like it should cost so much money, but it's a pound mm. or like an Arctic Can't roll, ice creams, an Arctic roll where you think yeah, I'm meant to share this, but it, <laughs> it goes down so easily. You don't eat it like a chorizo, mm. um, um, um. yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, just, just quickly, before you, before mm. the film started, did you mm. get a moment where Sonic appeared on screen and said, "Can you count all the rings?" No. no. Did you just dream that? There's this, there was this bit where it just like, see if you can count the rings before Sonic collects them, and then these right. rings appeared on screen and Sonic dashed across the screen, and I counted nineteen, but then that's then, a lot. But then it kid. never revealed the answer. You sounded so impressed oh. with Rory's counting ability. <laughs> that seems hey. like a lot. No, I'm not impressed with Rory's counting ability, but I just feel like that's asking a lot of a child. Not asking. A it lot was of asking a lot of me. Adult. No, I mean, just like... <laughs> I counted 19, I'm probably wrong. Sonic <laughs> is really fast. <laughs> I, that's so true. Those rings disappeared. Yeah. So anyway, just I'm putting it out there. If anyone can confirm or deny, please let me know that was 19 many. rings. It sounds like you're having a seizure because neither <laughs> of us saw that. I think I had discovered. It must be a cinema. Deal I, just, with that I decided. I, sorry, I discovered that Count von Count from Sesame Street has his own Twitter account now, and every tweet is just one number higher. 
<laughs> so he's on like four thousand two hundred and thirty or something, and just every sort of six hours, it's like just one. And it's all it's not it's not the number; it's written out as well. So yeah, I follow that oh. now. I follow a lot of uh, count crap accounts. It's how we measure time now. Mm. Count on counts tweets. <laughs> the original sleeping clock. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Uh, and like, it's delightful I think, to talk about this movie. I think you're, you've seen both films now just because we've asked you to. Um, <laughs> and hey, maybe you will watch this one again, and it won't be an entire. Maybe. Otherwise, we're still in your credit for two films or debt <laughs> for two films. Um, <laughs> is there anything you would like to plug at all? Uh, sure. Uh, check me out on Twitter, twitter.com slash suzuk, S-O-O-Z-U-K. And on there, you'll find details of any upcoming shows and many tweets. Uh, I've got a show that I am getting ready for the Edinburgh Fringe called PlayStation, which is about how the Sony PlayStation was my first grown-up console and I felt like such a grown-up when I had it at 13 but was I really a grown-up <laughs> am I grown-up how old am I really now it's that kind of vibe so you can come and see that all the details of that will be on Twitter blah 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 see you there <laughs> and uh, you've also got your supersonic 90s kid show on I Go do. Faster oh, Stripe shit, as well. that's a good idea plug that yeah if you head to gofasterstripe.com slash sonic you can for a fiver, get my properly filmed Edinburgh show, Supersonic 90s Kid, um, which is actually sort of an amalgamation of two shows I did, Supersonic 90s Kid and Mega Drive, uh, put together in one show. And that's a it's a lovely website as well, Go Faster Stripe. You can get it's where Stuart Lee, Richard Herring, Ruby Wax, um uh, Sean Locke stuff is all on there. So there's lots of Nick Helm, lots of good comics that i'm sharing company with mm. <laughs> so yes if you'd like to buy my special head there yeah it's a great show and yeah great site and i picked it up and we watched it recently it was really oh, really good and if you if you love sonic or even if you don't like sonic it's like a really hilarious hour so you, if you remember the out. 90s you're gonna love it <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime how can people keep in touch with games on film uh, so you can find all information about the podcast on our website, gamesonfilm.witsite.com slash podcast. We're on social media, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at gamesonfilmpod. You can contact us, gamesonfilmpod at gmail.com. All episodes of the podcast are available on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts. So please do like, rate, review, share, and subscribe. And the music for this episode was composed by David Lightfoot. I'm on Twitter at Rory Steele. I'm at Only Man Who Can. I think all that's really left to do is to go and get a, a chili dog or some ice cream, depending on what you fancy. With sprinkles. <laughs> With sprinkles. And, and and we've got to go fast got, and do that. We've got to go fast and do that. That's the subtitle for Sonic 3. <laughs> got to go fast and do go, that. Go fast and do that. All right, thanks so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.